Here's Donna Vitalasova with women's news from around the globe for this Thursday, May 7th, 2020. As unemployment rates all around the world soar, and most countries in the world offer little or no financial help, many women see no other option than to sell their nudes online. OnlyFans, which is the world's biggest social media site, through which women directly sell their DIY porn to individual people, has seen a 75% increase in signups in April. According to HuffPost, this means that 170,000 new users register each day. As most prostituted people are female, we can assume that each day of the pandemic, thousands of women are entering prostitution by selling their sexual content online. Many of these women may be underage, as BBC reported in its new video documentary. According to them, it's possible to trick the website's age recognition system. And while the BBC in particular seems to recognize some of the dangers of online prostitution, other mainstream media in the English-speaking world and beyond have celebrated this source of income. The Guardian, San Francisco Chronicle, HuffPost and others have praised the platform for giving women and quote-unquote marginalized folks a source of income in these tough times. WLRN listener and volunteer Siobhan Jess sent us the following announcement. Worldwithoutexploitation.org is sponsoring a speaker series on sex trafficking and pornography during the month of May called Now and Next, Today's Issues, Tomorrow's Solutions. Today, at 1 p.m. EST, a talk will take place titled Past and Present, the Historical Effects of the Sex Trade on Women and Girls of Color Today, featuring Cherise Hopkins. Later on this month, more talks will be presented featuring Rebecca Bender, Gail Dines, and Becca Charleston. Visit worldwithoutexploitation.org for more information. Malaysia's Ministry for Women, Family and Community Development issued controversial advice to women. It instructed them to prevent the spread of COVID-19 by quote-unquote not nagging their husbands, as well as by dressing up nicely and applying makeup when working from home. The ministry claimed such advice was aimed at quote, maintaining positive relationships among family members during the period they are working from home, end of quote. This campaign that took place on Instagram and Facebook was swiftly met with outrage and ridicule, which led the ministry to abandon it. Such advice wasn't the first sexist overstep by the Malaysian government during the corona crisis. In March, It ordered families that only quote-unquote head of the household should leave the house to purchase necessities. British Equalities Minister Liz Truss announced plans to ban gender confirmation surgery for minors. The website talkradio.co.uk reported the minister saying, quote, I believe strongly that adults should have the freedom to lead their lives as they see fit. But I think it's very important that while people are still developing their decision-making capabilities, 
that we protect them from making those irreversible decisions. End of quote. Gender confirmation surgery, or sex reassignment surgery, when performed on women, consists of surgically removing healthy breasts, ovaries, uteruses, fallopian tubes, in some cases vaginas, and enphaloplasties, constructing fake penises and scrota. Currently, in the UK, sex reassignment surgery for people younger than 18 is performed only with parental consent. Miss Truss also stated that she plans to ensure the protection of single-sex spaces. Also, as the website womenarehuman.org informed, NHS England has begun a review of the use of puberty suppressants and cross-sex hormones. According to CNN, Sudan's government has criminalized the performing of female genital mutilation. Around 87% of the female population in Sudan have suffered FGM, making it one of the world's most affected nations. Under the amended law, offenders could be sentenced to three years in prison. However, a UNICEF representative stressed that, quote, the intention is not to criminalize parents. We need to exert more effort to raise awareness among the different groups, including midwives, health providers, parents, and youth about the amendment and promote acceptance of it." End of quote. According to the BBC, there has been a global trend towards banning the practice. Despite these bans, however, UNICEF reported that in 29 countries in Africa and the Middle East, the practice is still being widely carried out. Last month, the South Korean government announced plans to tighten legislation connected to the rape of minors. These plans follow global outrage over the so-called Nth Room case, which saw hundreds of South Korean girls and women brutally sexually exploited through encrypted chat services. While investigations of the sex crime ring are ongoing, the South Korean public has protested against extremely lenient sentences for perpetrators. For example, this year, prosecutors recommended a sentence of only three years and six months to a key Anthrum ringleader responsible for sexual exploitation of minors. Now, as a reaction to the massive protests, the country's government announced multiple measures. It plans to raise the age of consent from the current 13 to 16 years, make the possession of child pornography a crime, establish stricter punishment of blackmailing with sexual videos, and expand employment restrictions for sex offenders. According to Feminist Current, on April 2nd, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo approved a bill legalizing commercial gestational surrogacy despite opposition from women's rights advocates and fellow lawmakers. In gestational surrogacy, an egg is removed from a woman and fertilized with the sperm of an intended father or anonymous donor. The fertilized egg is then transferred to another woman who carries the resulting fetus to term. The child will not be biologically related to the surrogate mother. According to the Center for Bioethics and Culture, quote, recent studies have shown that surrogate pregnancies are different and are high risk. Studies show that women pregnant with donor eggs 
have a more than threefold risk of developing pregnancy-induced hypertension and preeclampsia. End of quote. The procedure also carries health risks for the women who donate eggs. Despite surrogacy being a women's rights issue, the New York governor framed it in the terms of gay rights. Writing for BuzzFeed, Andrew Cuomo declared, quote, By banning gestational surrogacy, we are saying to the LGBT community and those who struggle with infertility, you can't have a child in your own state. End of quote. The new statute permitting paid gestational surrogacy in New York will take effect next year in February. Using the new coronavirus quarantine as an excuse, employers in the Middle East trap domestic workers, who are predominantly women and very often migrants, in slave-like conditions. Rotna Begum, a campaigner at Human Rights Watch, explained for The Independent, quote, The lockdowns, quarantines and curfews essentially mean that domestic workers are trapped inside employers' homes, forced to work longer hours disinfecting homes, and vulnerable to physical and sexual abuse. End of quote. According to The Independent, many domestic workers receive no pay, and some have even reported their employers denying them proper food and not allowing them to open windows at home. Moreover, even if the women could escape, there is nowhere for them to go when government offices, embassies, airports and potential safe houses are closed. Thus, according to human rights campaigners, there has been a 50% rise in the number of domestic workers making distress calls and a worrying spike in suicide attempts. More good news concerning gender ideology has come from Great Britain. The Daily Mail reported a U-turn on transgender policy in schools happening in Warwickshire County. In 2018, the County Council issued a 50-page quote-unquote trans inclusion toolkit that instructed 300 local schools how to deal with transgender issues, including the abolition of sex-segregated spaces, and activities, as well as instructions on what constitutes quote-unquote transphobic bullying. Among the most protested instructions were the directions to let male students use formerly female-only spaces, such as toilets, changing rooms, and bedrooms on school trips. The document also contained guidance potentially curtailing free speech. For example, the school officials and teachers were directed to consider these statements transphobic bullying. Quote, oh, you can't be a lesbian, you're trans. Are you sure this is what you want to do? It might just be a phase. And there are only two genders. Because you're either born a boy or a girl, no in-between. End of quote. Now, after an outcry from parents, the Warwickshire Council suspended the toolkit and placed it under review. A similar guidance, issued by Oxfordshire County Council, is currently the subject of a high court challenge. That concludes WLRN's World News segment for Thursday, May 7, 2020. I'm Dana Vitalošová.
Share your news stories and tips with us by emailing wlrnewscontact at gmail.com and letting us know what's going on.